This is Tom Svigoski, and you're listening to Sci-Fi Saturday Night, and I'm not wearing any pants. We will begin a mass invasion. We'll tell your people to surrender now and avoid war. It is now time for us to put Earth under our roof. It's your sacred duty to tell us the truth. Confess, confess that we will give you witchcraft. You expect me to believe that you can overrun the entire world? We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is the message to bring your people. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Side by Saturday night. Good evening, everybody. It's TalkCast 158 here on Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Tonight, we ask the musical question, how will Disney Lucasify Disneyland? Deep in Area 51 on the sub-level 451 book-burning and fried dough pavilion, I am the Dome. And my guess is going to replace flying Dumbos with flying Jar Jar Binks and scare the crap out of kids. <laughs> Joining the TalkCast tonight are the usual suspects in the Revere Time Vortex, Violent Soundboard Vixen, and Queen of a True Petroleum Byproduct, it's Kriana. Petroleum, okay. Anyway, my guess is that um, there's going to be Emperor Palpatine in the Haunted Mansion. Ghostly Emperor Palpatine. Or Obi-Wan. From the... Okay. Or Obi-Wan, right? <laughs> he was ghost. He was all ghostly. You know, they redo the Haunted Manor every so often. And it's the kick-assest okay, so, attraction ever. Speaking of Obi-Wan, hunted by the entire Legion, goes to a planet, lives in a cave, doesn't change his freaking name. What the hell? That's badass <laughs> for you right there. From the stacks of her personal silent zone in the Dank Dungeon reading room, keeping cool, calm, and collected, Water Sprite, Zombrarian. You know what I can't wait for? I can't wait for... Princess Leia's makeover so that she can be a true Disney princess with a puffy dress oh. and an animal friend. Oh. Her animal friend is Chewie. <laughs> no, it's R2-D2. Oh, it's so Don't even mess. I would buy that. I'm actually kind of excited <laughs> about totally that. <laughs> From the Four Color Vault of Comics in Manchester, New Hampshire, it's, uh, it's, uh, oh, it's just Illustrator X. <laughs> well, let's see. First, Disney bought Marvel. Now they bought Lucasfilm. And all this tells me is they now completely own Howard the Duck. Son of a bitch! That's great! Are you kidding me? Howard the Duck! Anyway, sitting next to Illustrator X is his lovely ingenue, the person who gives him black and blue marks every time he says something dumb, which means for an hour she's constantly beating on him. It's the dead redhead. I just have two words. Space Mountain. <laughs> just think. I'm thinking. That's why it's so quiet. Me too. <laughs> I kind of like it, though. Thanks, <laughs> You're welcome, doll. Our guest tonight is one of the guys who's been on our bucket list like forever. Author, Jim Butcher. Jim, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. And and when I say uh, on our bucket list, when we started doing this like six years ago. No, just kidding. <laughs> there, there was literally. <laughs> <laughs> you threw a crap of names into it and said, you know, if it ever happens, here's what we'd like to have. Kriana had your name in that bucket and we've been working on it for a long time it's really nice to have you on the show oh thank you very much and where are we going to start today we're going to start with disney no let's not let's let's because illustrator x is having an aneurysm over you, it right you know now. what we should have done now in 2020 hindsight we should have done the awesome shows that were canceled in their first season right Ooh. awesome yeah. shows canceled in their like, first like season the yeah Files, just saying and, and yeah. well, uh, no, Dresden Files, absolutely. Um, oh, man. You know what? But I, I, 
I, I'm, I'm actually willing to toss out the whole first half of the show start and start with that right now. Do over. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know, man. It's hard to top the prisoner. Okay. Or it's hard to top Firefly. I'm sorry, Kiana. That was from long, long In ago. In a galaxy far, right. far away, owned by Disney. So yeah. we can't say that anymore. Is no, that what I you're telling? I don't think Disney owns Patrick McGowan's ghost sure? yet. They own a lot of stuff. No, that was an ITV, and and definitely they don't own that. But they can have the Siffy version Jeez, of it. Here we go. Yeah, they, yeah, they <laughs> can cool. have that. Here we That's go. Siffy. Yeah. Cancel all the good all stuff. All right. Except for Eureka, that should have been canceled a while ago. Hey, hey, hey! Mosquito. Sharktopus. Best Please, can we ever. stop anyway. now? Well, again, if if we're not going with Disney Marvel, we should start with Del Toro DC. Uh, that, apparently, that's going to be the weirdest. Why does I? I mean, my hat's off to Del Toro because apparently Disney and is uh, I mean, um, DC has said, okay, this Avengers movie thing seems to be working for Marvel, so He's we need fake. to get a super team off the ground and let's get Guillermo del Toro because obviously that's you want a, a gothic horror director if you're going to do a superhero movie it, <laughs> it, it has nothing I mean, to do with Justin they said, at all yeah they said you have carte blanche to do whatever you want with a DC super team so he's already said I want all the horror and supernatural characters Zatanna! Live Zatanna! That's all I'm saying. So, we don't know what the lineup is yet, but it, it could be Zatanna, Zatara, Sargon the Sorcerer, wait, Dr. Wait, Fate, Swamp Zatanna Swamp are different people? Are they twins? Yes. No, one's a father. Z Zatara is the father of Zatanna. Oh, man. Yes. I was, I was hoping for twins. Wait, where were you in 1938 <laughs> with the first issue of Action Comics introduced Zatara? Sorry. I mean, come on. Don't you know who Slam no. Bradley is? <laughs> Go. It's okay. She's she's a but, young. You know, I I really think we should stay away from Swamp Thing though, because we've been down that road before, and that so we've been well. down that road twice. And the TV show yeah, and oh like dear god, kind of, just like no, no. Amy Marbo <laughs> is a very nice woman, and we've met her. I was gonna say, what's wrong with Adrian Barbeau? I mean, that's There's nothing wrong with Adrian Barbeau. Why can't we do a remake of Swamp Thing then? We could. No, we could definitely remake it, but. Um, if Del Toro does it. <laughs> I, you know what? I trust Del Toro to creep the hell out of us. I still can't watch Devil's Backbone anymore. It's like that. You know, Pan's Labyrinth will come on and I'll be like. Speak, speaking well, I'll of. Well, wait for the Doug Jones. the hell out of us. Did you guys catch American Horror yeah. Story this week? <laughs> wow. Yow, yow, yow. That, I that. love that show so much. <laughs> Jessica, Jessica, I do. Jessica Lange. She, I, I don't understand how she keeps finding new places to go to to creep you out. But she does. Uh -huh. You, you well, think like crazy God. psycho nuts. First was uh, Kong, and uh, that was pretty scary. <laughs> and Tootsie? At least her performance was. What you have to understand there, X, and you should probably <laughs> take your Valium now, is, <laughs> is that her resurgence in, in this series has just been amazing. She's been... I know, I can't get him to watch it with she's me. She's so hmm. creepy. The, she these is. were like the roles and, she and was made to more... play. She's so creepy. Yeah. It's and true. she does more sitting in a room behind a desk just talking then I then most of the rest of the cast does running and screaming and splattering fake blood everywhere she and eating more scenery oh she oh my god yeah scenery Whoa. but it's amazing it's wonderful every time she does it and anytime she and Zachary Quinto are oh, on screen together it's magic I just want isn't to rewind it? it and watch it again it's and just again, magical watching it again <laughs> And again, I've got to tell you, I've watched that episode one now four times, and I keep finding more shit that creeps me out every single time I watch it. Wow. Well, what I want to know is, is Ken Casey getting any residuals from this? I mean, one flew over the cuckoo's nest, the series. Stop <laughs> it. No. Uh, nice try, though. Witty, it's, it's yeah. 
Because it's because you I haven't seen it. That was not Can't make fun of you. I have seen it. He only watched the first one of this with me. season. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. He can't watch the other season for different reasons, but he can't watch it. I see. Uh, well, you don't know what you're missing, but you're missing it. That's okay. Is Zach afraid of creepy dolls? Because. He is very. Actually, he always yells at my dolls. They're only allowed out for the week I of Halloween. Dolls. As we are, as we are recording this, we are five feet away from what do you have? Sixty of those living dead 60, dolls. I don't have sixty, but I probably have a good thirty-five or forty. <laughs> if you make her put them away like that every year, they're going to get angry. I know. I tell you. <laughs> Now, now, again, if if there was, oh, I don't know, a Harry Dresden doll, oh, I wouldn't have a problem on. with that. <laughs> I'm just the throwing only, that the out there that to the internet. The only thing that seriously uh, I, I don't love about American Horror Story is bloody face. Hire a new fucking writer. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> bloody that's, face. That's weird. I crack up every time I hear bloody it. And, and they have those ads in the spooky voice, but they're for Cinnabon. So you're like, you're like, I'm ready to be creeped out. And then it's like, and... Try our world famous cinnamon. <laughs> American Horror Story is brought to you by Burger King. Home of the cinnamon cinnamon roll. Like, Dude, Burger King is freaking scary. You know what cholesterol levels will look like after you eat? No longer creeped out. Thanks for ruining the mood. It's like, wow, way to break the mood there, Burger King. Yeah, you've done your good Yeah, the only thing we need now is the Burger King king to do a cameo that in American Horror Story. I'd be fine with that. He's creepy. <laughs> hey, another show that started up this week is uh, the British show Misfits, which yeah. season four started simultaneously in England and in the U.S., on Hulu, and son of a bitch, they haven't missed a beat. It is the funniest, raunchiest, weirdest science fiction show I have seen in decades. Now I gotta say, the the last season, I swear that was a series ender. So I have no idea how they could bring this back. Is it like Torchwood? Did they uh, kill they, the entire cast? They killed about half the cast over well, the Well, that's right. They get some cast left. <laughs> Torchwood. No, they're not Torchwood. Where the only one left was was and him, and that was it. There. <laughs> 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 wow. You know, argument with someone at the annual Exxon uh, Redhead Halloween party because they were trying to explain to me why I should understand that Gwen is sexy, and I kept saying, "No, I'm not going to understand that because I don't no, get she's it." Kind of dumb. <laughs> she's not that cute. Like. They killed off all the cute ones. And then Except, then they left her to like kick ass and take names and she doesn't no, even she do really that doesn't. well. I don't understand that. Zombrarian. Yes, dear. What is this about Joss Whedon endorsing <laughs> Mitt Romney? Joss Whedon made possibly the only political ad that I can stand to watch right now. Please tell me we're going to have a link to it. We will have a link to it. I um, to it. I, I might even embed it in the post. It's that good. Um, awesome. He and he's like, I'm Joss Whedon. Like many liberal Americans, I'm going to vote for Obama. But you should vote for Mitt Romney because Mitt Romney will bring on the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> and then he tells you exactly how Mitt Romney is going to bring on the zombie apocalypse. And meanwhile, he's loading up his kitchen cabinets with like (laughs) hundreds of cans. It's the most amazing (laughs) video I've ever seen in my life. It's so funny. funny. You will die laughing. Don't watch it at work. Or do watch it at work. Share the joy. Or do. Or or if you're like me and you work on your couch, go right ahead. Yeah, we're not all I so know. lucky, Kriana. Don't mean to rub it in your faces, there, peons. We don't yes, get to on your couch. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, so speaking of uh, awesome videos, I, so. I came across a pretty cool video in the interwebs, and it was the whole Futurama cast as they were doing a taping of a Futurama episode, and it is just too funny. 
we 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 need to get some of them on the show because can you imagine how crazy that would be? That would be awesome. Well, somewhere we have a video of the guy who did Angry Beavers and in Invader Zim. That's actually that's there. right. That's like well, if only we were going to be appearing at a uh, at a convention this weekend where maybe a cast member of Futurama was going to be. I think Perfect. that very well might happen, might it not? It might. And Sue, if you're listening, we'd like to do that. Ah, she, knows. <laughs> she knows. I know she does. And if you're listening, do come to Rhode Island Comic Con. Yes. At yes. The, at the. It's Saturday and Sunday, but just show up Saturday because that's when we'll be there. Well, but, but if you're listening to this, then yeah, it's Saturday night, so. Known that. They've oh, already missed Saturday. Go for Get in your TARDIS. Go back 24 hours and, and go to Rhode Island. Exactly Comic-Con 24 hours. And, and meet us there. We'll be happy to see you. If you bring your time travel um, pin thing that we got at the steampunk thing, uh, we'll give you a sticker. That was really specific, I forgot what Kiana. it was called. We have a video of it up on YouTube, though. All propellers spin. Okay. Guys... <laughs> We we need to we need to get kill the elephant in the room. I can't do Dis- it. Disney, Lucas, comment. Ugh. No, Someone's I refuse to comment. Sore. I'm well, waiting for this whole segment. No, you know what? Uh, no, let's 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 go around the horn with this. Everybody gets a couple of minutes. Um, dead redhead. Disney, what? Lucas. What is that word that they use? That legal term? If you own too many things. Monopoly. But monopoly. That's the word I come up with. Monopoly. And I'm very concerned that I'll be at a, one of the conventions that we attend, and that suddenly there will be men dressed in black suits, and somebody will be dressed as a stormtrooper, and we'll get us a, a, a notice serving them with "Take that suit off right now, or else we're going to sue you." No, no, no. They don't own Men in Black yet. That's New Line Cinema, I believe. No, that's their own people. Their own Men in Black. But that, but that would be like. The 504th? They're mouse ears on. They're just in black with mouse ears. How's that? They'll be shutting down the 504th. Is that what you're worried about? Or yes. the 501st. Yeah. We, we, I'll let the 501st. <laughs> there we go. Oh, oh, One of those. Hey, hey don't. I'm, we're going to okay. practice right now for Rhode Island Comic Con. Who played Q on Star Trek The Next Generation? <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel. No, that's wrong. Who was it? Um, 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 I'm, um, just, I'm just really concerned that... John Delancey. Yeah, Delancy. you got it right. Good job. All right, all right. Three weeks in a Who's row, I've got his tonight? name. Uh, Jim the Animal uh, Steel. He was a famous <laughs> Sorry, Tim. George you know, Reeves. He was the first Superman. Yes, and this okay. is how you... <laughs> Jim, Dome's a little senile. I just worry that Disney is going to take over the world, and I don't necessarily want to live in the Disney world. I do. There are I don't think the Disney World would have American Horror like Story, and if it doesn't have American Horror Story, Oh, no wonder. My mic's, my mic's been muted this oh, whole time. Okay. Good. I, I was scared you were really offended by that last one. No, no. I, I, I wanted to pitch in on the Disney Lucas thing, and I, I, I just had to figure out the technology here. Okay, well, okay, so, Jim, go for it. Disney Lucas. There's only one thing to say, really, and that's, I've got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> yes. Classic. <laughs> Classic. As long as you don't draw first, you're fine. Um, <laughs> Han always shot. Well, actually, in the Disney world, Han definitely can't shoot first. Definitely not. You know, if we see him at, at the Italian restaurant with Lady and the Tramp, we're in oh big trouble. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, it's Cinderella's castle. Oh, shit. Going to get his medal with Chewie and Luke. Never mind. Oh. Again, oh. who was it that right before the show, somebody said, imagine walking into Disney World or Disneyland and out front are like stormtroopers or, or or somebody at the... At, you know, I'm just upset because once again at our infamous party, one of the winners of our party this year was somebody who made their very own costume of... Um, oh, Boba Fett. Of Boba Fett. They made their own from scratch Boba Fett costume and it was awesome. And I gotta hand it to him; he had a laser sight on his gun and everything. That was pretty impressive. We didn't okay. go near the tip. <laughs> <laughs> Doc Marion, you're up. 
Disney, Lucas. The only solace I take in this is that the big rumor floating around the internet right now that I am choosing to believe until the man himself tells me it's not true. The rumor floating around is that the first choice for the director of episode 7 is Joss Whedon. And that is the only thing that could even somewhat reassure me. It won't reassure me. I don't know that he would. I kind of, like, I'm hoping both ways. I'm hoping that at first he says no because he has morals. And then I'm hoping that the fans go to him and say, but Joss, you're the only one who won't absolutely ruin this. And he'll say, okay, fans, I'll do it for you. And then I'll go, oh, Joss, that's so nice of you. And then I'll wake up. What a lovely you know, it gives new meaning to those shirts that were going around a few years ago that, that were like, Joss Whedon is my master now. Yeah, oh. yes. I was just thinking of that, actually. Okay, Kriani. Yeah, yeah as, long as, as long as Joss isn't busy doing anything else, I, does does he have anything else he's doing right no, now? No, no Joss Whedon is never busy. He's Nothing. never right. busy. He's got okay. plenty of time. He's good. That's good news, I um, am currently cutting over the fact that episode 7 is happening. Um, you know, the only thing worse than, um, Disney doing episode seven is, uh, George Lucas doing episode seven, so, there's... Nice, Korea. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, so guest. Winter, you, you can add another one to the people who will never be on our show, because we've insulted them too many times, oh. right next to George R.R. R. Martin. There we go. Okay, okay, now everybody needs to just kind of hold their breath and hold their nose for a couple of minutes. <sighs> X, <laughs> go ahead. He's not holding anything. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> you know, I, I actually got to say, I, I, uh, I checked around a couple of different websites, and one of the things I thought was interesting that, um, that's been hitting the net is that episode seven... So what does this mean for all the novels, all the comics, all the the audio CDs of what happened after Return of the Jedi? There's tons of it. Is this it? Does, like does the amazing Jedi every, Academy series for children. Or the, the X-Wing series that was mainly written by Aaron Or the Clone Wars. Clone Wars is actually run by Turner. Oh. How, how are they going to handle that? Money. Yeah, oh, sorry. Much. Yeah, much. But no, it's interesting because it's Cat's like getting old. it's I'm true. Sorry. It's like does it you say okay everything that you've just been uh, all these stories you've been buying for the last twenty years and sunk all these hundreds of dollars and well it never happened forget it. Correct. Oh, like I, I actually have the answer to that if you want to hear it. <laughs> no. The, because the answer is it's J J Abrams. Fucking oh with the Star God, Trek timeline all over again. Here we go. Because that's exactly what's going to happen. You know, whoever takes over for episode seven is going to say, fuck it, I'm doing what I please. Well, you know what? See, and this is why. I'm a honey bear. <laughs> this is why. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't think they have to, though. I think there's plenty of space written in the books, especially. The books written in the direct aftermath of Return of the Jedi, if I remember correctly, where they could fit other stories in there and not conflict with them, just if they were careful about it. But the well, question is, if they want, do they to. want to? Let's see if they can do that. Let's see. let's see. I mean, this to me is one of the strengths. I've always I was always so very impressed with the Doctor Who universe when they when they relaunched Doctor Who uh, back in two thousand five, and they were like, oh, there was a time war, time war. Anything that uh, might be wonky with continuity, well, there was a time war, so uh, just forget it. And I was like, God damn it, it works. Well, yeah, it works in Doctor Much as Who, I because Doctor Who is kind of slapdash anyway. Doctor Who is, yeah, but it, it, but it works in a way that I don't know that the Star Wars reboot will. Well, sure, if they even reboot it, though, you don't even know that they're actually going to do it. You're worrying, you're pre-worrying no. here. I'm not pre-worried. I, I does that all the time. I it's know. fine. <laughs> I just think it's interesting. Now, the other thing I think is interesting is that we could have Jack Skellington fighting the Punisher. Ah! 
with Indiana Jones and Willow because now all the properties are co-owned. Uh. And oh, as they're all going to Song in the South. <laughs> and the Muppets could be in the background. Uh, I'm Damn sorry, my head just exploded. I, I, <laughs> I think you need to draw that. I think you, that needs to be a commemorative art piece uh, to commemorate this this auspicious day. X, we're gonna have to get or remarried. Or day, depending on how you feel. Um, okay. If we can have a re-honeymoon, sure. What the hell? Oh my. Just not in Disney World. Aww. Well, Explain, you know, I don't think we can afford it. Or, you know who we need on the show is our foremost authority on Disney World. Christy! Christy, who just did her honeymoon in, in uh, Disney World. Yeah, I can't wait to hear what she's you saying the author Christy Peterson Schoonover is behind the Disney uh, Star Wars merger? <laughs> I don't what I I think. There may not be a better horror story than that. It's true. Uh-oh. <laughs> she dreamed it up and she she seeded it to the press and they just haven't come out with the denials yet. I don't know. So um. Uh. What was our poll question? Does this all, all this all I know is I see some Disney exec going. Yeah, why don't we release the Star Wars Christmas uh, special on DVD? That shit was awesome. Oh, shit. I see see a lot of attorneys going, cha-ching. That's what I see. That's exact. Why why would you think Disney would do that? Seriously. What? Do they, like, over-merchandise anything? Come on. Oh, please. Like, George Lucas didn't. Yeah, he was kind of you know what? Well, it's you, all you, all about it. Do you know who they ought to hire? And 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 I know I'm fantasizing here. Here we go. Oh, but you know what? I got no, 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 no. <laughs> I I really think if they're gonna bring someone in to oversee all this mishmash of all these different properties, Alan Moore. Oh! Because <laughs> I I I got so tingly over his <laughs> his League of Extraordinary Gentlemen series where he's like. Yeah, we'll have Mary Poppins fighting Harry Potter and all this stuff. And I'm like, and it worked. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how he pulled it off, but damn it, it worked. He's scary, but he can kind of make that happen, can't he? <laughs> yeah. His brain can, yes. So, Alan, we know you're a fan of the show. <laughs> Call in and uh, we'll talk. We'll, we'll hook you up with Disney. We'll hook you right up and, and get that made, and then we can all get cameos so in it. I'm good Redhead, with that. I have a- question suggestion uh, for you for next week. Yes. Uh, what, if any, scary movies have you been putting off watching that you finally got around to this Halloween? Oh, Kriana, do I sense that there's a, a, a reason behind that? We just okay. watched Cabin in the Woods for the first time and it was really awesome. Oh! oh. Really that wasn't a scary movie. That was a your wonderful expression awesome. of joy yes, and I love. Was, I, I, I actually all agree on that. It was that. pretty awesome. We really enjoyed it. I, I thought it was like a really good episode yes, of Angel. Yes, that's what I was saying. You know, we, we That's exactly it. what Kriana said. She said, this is what Joss Whedon wanted This is Angel what to he be. wanted for Wolfram and Hart, and he just couldn't figure out, like, he didn't have the budget in a TV series to pull it off on that scale, but... I, I really felt the Wolfram and Hart coming out of, of Cabin in the Woods. Oh, it was so slick and so good and so, so smart. It was it's a great so it's a, funny. It's a very fun movie. I, it really I, was. Completely. And the opening dialogue is just, you. it felt so familiar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like, it was the best episodes of Buffy, like, condensed yes. into ten minutes of dialogue. Except so you're advi- you're advising me to avoid this movie. Is, is oh yeah, it's horrifying. It's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Awful. Don't see it. Haven't seen okay. it. Okay. No. Jim, no, you yet. would know that we like Joss Whedon on this show, would you? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I can tell. Uh, uh, there's this buried subtext about how you're trying to shoot him down here. Uh, uh, yeah. I know what you're really doing. He should fear for his life. <laughs> So, listen, we're at the halfway point in the show, at which point, usually, the dead redhead tells us about this week's readers, Paul. Yes. So, what the hell? Let's do it. So, we decided to put it a little family-friendly this week, because normally we don't. So, um, what we came up with this week, being that it was uh, just recently still October, we said, what is your favorite Halloween special to watch with the kids? 
So we thought we'd get something a little different this time instead of, you know, the week before we talked about saw and paranormal activity and all that kind of stuff. So we had just way too many ties for my preference, to be honest. But uh, we had a three-way tie for third, which actually were at least two of them are fun. I don't know about that third one. But the three, four, third-way tie are Beetlejuice. That's a fun movie. Fun movie, yeah. And it holds up, yeah. All the uni- any of the Universal monster movies, eh. which we own all of them. Well, so I, we I, I like children will be bored. I have to admit, every every October I marathon the Universal horror. I have yes. to I have to see Lon Chaney Jr.'s Wolfman. I have to. It's a tradition. And I have for to me. see Bela's Dracula. We have to watch the Creature from the Black Lagoon, and yeah, yeah. absolutely, and Frankenstein. But the third one, somebody added. My Little Pony Friendship is Magic episode Fright Night. And, really? Uh, <laughs> really? Really? Well, you know, uh, former guest of the show, Julie yeah. Myers, voted for that one. So, Julie, what Seriously, were you thinking? sweetheart. I'm just. Come on. Come on, honey. But no, it got enough votes. It beat like uh, a dozen other uh, entries. So there you go. How, how could that beat It's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown? This is third place. We're still in third place. Oh, okay. We don't know. Maybe it beat it. (laughs) (laughs) Coming Coming in at number two all on on its own was the movie Hocus Pocus. What? That didn't win outright? That is a shame. (laughs) Didn't get so many fans. So Hocus Pocus is better than all the Universal monster movies of the 30s. Do you know who's in Hocus Pocus? But it does have Doug Jones. It there does you go. have Doug Jones and Bette Midler. The best and, and what's her name from <laughs> Watch out, X. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had a tie for first place. And this was actually really interesting because one of the movies would go in the first place and the, and make the other one second, and they were actually duking it out for yeah, quite a while. Yeah, fans, our fans were really going at it for this. This is fun. And our top two movies, a tie, a dead heat tie for the top two were Nightmare Before Christmas and Great and the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. All right, not bad. I, I can't argue with that. That's a great two-way tie for the it first. It really movie. is. That's that's yeah. not bad at all. ABC Family Channel make it on there because I love that shit. No. Universal classics. No, no. No, Priyana, no, uh, Halloween Town was Disney I'm Channel, and we're mad at them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um. Uh, uh. Jill Thompson's Scary Godmother didn't what was did on there, but off? it didn't make it. I love but, Scary uh, Godmother. What about that okay. one? I'm just saying. That's also Disney. Did not make the cut. Oh, Monster House? I want to see Monster House. I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's good. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. For next week, Kriana, we're going to ask, what movie did you finally break down and watch after being worried about watching it? Not necessarily worried, just hadn't gotten around to seeing it. Like, what movie are you embarrassed that it took you this long to see <laughs> I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit ashamed of Kevin in the Woods just because I love Joss. We should have yeah, seen it in have. the theater. I regret not seeing that in the theater. The regrets. All right. Okay. So, what do you say about a man who enjoys fencing, singing, bad science fiction movies, and live action gaming? You say, "Welcome, Jim Butcher, to the show." <laughs> Thank you. I have my moments. <laughs> he worked for whole seconds on that one. It was actually less than that, but that's okay. So, anyhow, Jim Butcher is one of the guys who we've wanted on the show for an awfully long time, and we finally figured out a way to get him. We lied. We lied. Uh, we cheated. We stole. We're holding a puppy so, hostage right now. We absolutely are. Yeah, that'd get it done. Yeah. <laughs> So Jim has a new book coming out, and the name of that book is uh, Cold Days. Uh, so, it's the, the next book in the Dresden Files. Yay! Yay! Yes. Now, one of the things that we've talked about a number of times on the show is TV shows that were dropped and killed long before they should have been. Mm. 
and Dresden Files keeps coming up in that because uh, I don't think one of us isn't a fan of that show. What happened? <clears throat> oh, um, uh, as, I, I don't know. I mean, I was just the author. They didn't tell me anything. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, um, it, I think I have a different perspective on it than most people because, uh, you know, for me, I look at the show and go, well, it did get canceled after a season, but on the other hand, it got canceled before they could really screw up anything horribly this is, either. This so, there we go. Yeah, I try and I try and think of that as a as that that cup is as half full. But uh, uh, I, I think there were just there were a number of different things going on. Uh, uh, I think it probably there was probably a lot to do with uh, office politics uh, is 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 what really decided the fate of the show. But uh, that's just my that's just my guess. I have a conspiracy theory with 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 <laughs> pictures and and bits of colored yarn uh, stretching across the room. <laughs> I, you know, I can't Absolutely. see that actor in any other roles now. Every time I see him in something else, I'm like, oh, Dresden. <laughs> yep. Yep. She does. This is not an exaggeration. <laughs> yeah, you know that the the final the final two choices for those actors came down to Blackthorn and uh, Jane from Firefly. Oh! Oh my gosh! <laughs> wow! Yeah, yeah, and and he would have been a they, they would have made him a much uh, a, a much tankier bulldog bulldogier kind of version of Harry Dresden if they'd gone with him, but uh, yeah. they decided I think not they to. Made a good Aren't you glad they didn't? Yeah, I think they made a great choice given the given yeah, the no, two no there. No offense to him, I, I like him, just I, I don't see that working. It would have been interesting to see. I mean, again, I, I've I've got a perspective that's like different than everybody else's. So now, Jim, I have to ask: you've seen your books put onto TV now, but you've also had your books turn into comic books. Not everybody's had a chance to do that. How did you enjoy seeing your books kind of translated? Because I know it's going to lose some of the, um, in both ways, it's going to lose some of the details of many of the stories or surroundings and so forth. But um, what what is your take on that? Are, are you kidding? It was awesome. <laughs> when you finally got to, I mean, yeah, I finally got. To, there were all these people that that only exist in my head, and it was it was the same way of when I got to visit the set of the show. You know, it was uh, you know there was Murphy and there was Dresden and, and and there was Butters. Only everybody else who was there could see them too. Um, so it was it was sort of unique, to, and and the comic books were much the same way. Uh, when I finally got started getting to pick up the comic book art, I'm getting to look at these characters, and and I feel so bad for. Uh, the, our, our first our, our first artist was Artie and Sayaf, and and who has since gone on. I think he was doing Batman or something right now. But uh, uh, you know, I, I I had to keep grabbing. Him. No, no, you got to make the character more like this. It's like here, make it look like somewhere between. You know, he he needs to look like somewhere between Fox Mulder and the guy that starred in the sci-fi series Invisible Man. Oh yeah. <laughs> Right, yeah, uh, and he was—he played a great character, and 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 I really loved that show because their goal on that show was to have in the opening teaser section to have it end with him saying, "Oh crap," and and being in complete trouble, and it was such a great uh, such a great dev device. I, I try and do that to my own characters whenever possible, but uh, but getting to see it made into the comic it was was really neat. Uh, learning to write comics was a lot harder than I thought it would be. Um, uh, I mean, it's really it's. You know, they had to keep telling me things like, "Hey, Jim, um, you've got these characters exchanging dialogue." I'm like, "Yeah, uh huh." He's and he's like, "There's like three paragraphs of dialogue here, man." And if we write all the dialogue, there's no place left for the art. I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that's true." Okay, we'll 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 we'll, we'll cut it down then. Uh, thank you, Jim. Taking Good. that show, don't but, uh, tell it was, Maxim to the extreme, so. huh? Uh, it really is. Well, you have to focus on very different things. Uh, uh, the, the two different mediums, uh, or even the medium, you know, between uh, uh, comics and and text and television, uh, have completely different focuses on what you have to spend your effort on on doing. And and the really horrible part is that you've got to work with somebody else to make it happen. And they don't always just do everything you tell them to do. And and, and ah. you know, as 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 a control freak, you know, guy, you know, working with the Dresden Files, it's like, oh, wait a minute other people have thoughts about how this should work. I wonder if I should pay any attention to them. Uh, <laughs> and, and then you're like, nah. 
yeah, that's my internal voice goes nah, that, and then you know my my internal common sense, who it really sounds a lot lot like my wife, goes, uh, you know, maybe you're not as smart as you think you are, and <laughs> you're right. Maybe I should maybe I should listen to other people and see what they have to say. But yeah, when you're a writer, I mean, everything you do is yourself. There's no, it does not cost me anything extra to blow up the city of Chicago if I want to do that. You know, uh, 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 as the author, that's great. But when you when you're going over to the comic books, it's like, oh wait, you've got all these other concerns that you have to be concerned with, and and these other people who are creative that you have to work with, and they want to do creative things too. And I'm sitting, there, how dare they want to be creative with with my <laughs> stuff? Oh wait a minute, they're they're artists. I, I guess well, maybe so they, they do. Kind of like you, so. So. Uh, 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 it, yeah, it's really it's been a good experience. I, I have not had any any problems. I mean, every time I've gone, hey, wait a minute, it really needs to be different for the comics. They've been like, oh yeah, totally, we'll fix it. And and uh, we I try and when there's an issue, I try and look at it as an opportunity to do something really cool rather than rather than a problem. Uh, and and that seems to have have worked out fairly well so far. Another cool incarnation of the whole Dresden Files was a series of audio books that were voiced by uh, James Marsters. Did you? Look <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you promised yes. you weren't gonna squeak. Cut it out, I'm damn it! Squeaking yeah, I squeaking a lot. Say that. that I'm sorry. <laughs> what, so, what is the the big reference to Marsters reading my books that I, that I really love? Uh, it's the it's the girl who sits. I know it's. I just plug those books in, and it's hours and hours of James giving me oral pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right then. We're good. <laughs> now that's I, a review I, I'm gonna you go can in the put on room. the back of the box. So, I'm really going to go in the other room now. Well, well with that in mind, well, no, tell, wait us a about, tell us about cold days. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I want to stick with this one for a little bit because, you know, how when you first heard him do it, how did you feel? Was Was that the voice you heard in your head? What? what or, or, or how did I feel? Are you kidding? Spike from Buffy was reading my stuff. <laughs> I mean, when it when it first, I mean, that was when uh, that was right after the third book came out. I think when they they got James Marsters to to read the first one, and uh, uh, I think we were in uh, we were in season four of Buffy at that time, and oh, uh, they had just they had just gone right to college. Day. Yeah, I mean, and and yeah, I mean, so. You know, the, the agent calls up and says, uh, we think you might have an audio deal. And I said, yay. And then a while later, they call back and said, uh, uh, how would you feel about James Marsters reading it? I'm like, oh, my God. How, how would I feel? Yes, do that. Do that. Get him before he goes away. Wow. And he's actually signed to do all of them? Is that the um, deal? I don't know. If that, I don't think there's, like, an ongoing contract for him. I think that uh, uh, that's being handled by the publisher at this point. And like I said, I'm just the writer. They don't tell me anything. Um, but uh, <laughs> they do. They want to. They want to get James to to do it. Um, uh, uh, the biggest problem usually is finding uh, finding room in schedules for things to happen. Uh, and that's that's why he wasn't able to do one book. There there were some sort of issues that came up in his life, and they had to get it done by a certain time. There wasn't time to uh, to delay anymore, so they had to find somebody else to read it. Well, I know what we're getting the dead red well, for Christmas. I was gonna Please. say, and you can always fall back on Gilbert oh, Gottfried, geez. you know. <laughs> yes, that's right. Stars and stones. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're pulling that out and using it as a sound effect from now on. <laughs> that that one goes with the colon in the record book. Evidently, yes, it does. So tell us about cold days. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, when we last left Harry Dresden, he was dead, um, uh, uh, and he had gone through the the entire last book. He was rampaging around Chicago as a ghost of himself and and doing ghost stuff, uh, which was all kinds of fun. But uh, on the other hand, he couldn't really affect the physical world. And by the time he gets to the end of it, you realize that uh, while his spirit was out, his body was being kept alive uh, 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 by Mab, the Queen of Air and Darkness. Which, uh, uh, if I if we ever get another another Bichon Frise, I'm gonna name her Mab, Queen of Air and Darkness, because it's such a great name. <laughs> oh, but oh, anyway, by the way, um, a little late, but for our listeners, spoiler alert. <laughs> oh come on, it's been out for right. a while. If they haven't read it yet, come on. But uh, but that he was being kept alive by uh, 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 the Queen of Air and Darkness and uh, Demon Reach, the the spe- the uh, genius loci of uh, Mysterious Island in the middle of Lake Michigan. 
And uh, uh, so as we begin, it's not long after that. It's him waking up in bed elsewhere, having recovered from uh, uh, essentially being in a coma for a year, for a year or, or a little more. And uh, uh, from there on, uh, he's, he, he gets into physical therapy in order to recover because you have to do that if you want to get out of it. And, you know, Mab has really unique ideas about physical therapy in that she just tries to kill him every day. Uh, uh, so, there we go. And, and that's how she's helping him. She's being the good guy here. Obviously. Um, and in any case, yes, exactly. She's trying to help him out. But uh, uh, as it turns out, a couple of you know, a few books back, he had to make a deal in order to to save his daughter to save his daughter's life. Uh, 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 so he agreed to become the Winter Knight for Queen Mab. And uh, and figured he would get out of it by by pulling a, a slick suicide, and that didn't work out. And uh, uh, Mab now has uh, you know has gets him recovered and back into shape, and uh, uh, and then kind of sends him out on his first mission for her, uh, uh, which is to kill an immortal. Uh, so he's got to go get that done. Uh, he finds out as as he's going that there's a there's there's a huge problem with the island and it's going to explode. Uh, so he's got to get that done. Uh, and then there's the whole issues of he's been gone for a while and he's showing back up into Chicago that is a very different place for his absence. Um, uh, Murphy's no longer, you know, Murphy's no longer a police officer. She, she, you know, she, as, as a result of her supporting him, she wound up losing her job a while back. Uh, and she sort of uh, uh, made a devil's bargain with, with Marcone, uh, uh, who is, you know, the, the gang lord, Johnny Marcone, who uh, uh, is becoming a more and more powerful influence on Chicago. Um, and he's got to go up and meet with his friends and his gang, his apprentice, who is kind of turned into uh, a psychotic killer Batman on the <laughs> sideline. Uh, uh, you know, while, while Dresden's been sidelined, Molly's been the one having to fill in his shoes, and she doesn't have his oomph in terms of just pure muscle, so she's been making up for it by being really scary. And uh, uh, she's become a scary person, and now Dresden is starting to have to deal with the fallout of the extended consequences of his choices that he's made earlier you know one of the themes of the Dresden Files is that you can't get away from the consequences of the choices you make and uh, uh, a bunch of them were coming to, to smack Harry right in the face on this one and uh, I, I had a ball riding it it was fun well you know what and I, I, I when I read your books there are some authors you can feel like oh wow they put a lot of time into this but effort they're trying to send me a message with your stuff I always feel he's having a blast that's the that's that's yeah that's pretty much how it <laughs> I, mean, you know, I would like I would like to think I was wise enough to teach somebody something but you know, at the end of the day <laughs> I'm a moron like everybody else <laughs> I, 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 I want to write and have fun and tell a good story that people enjoy and that they stay up late reading and go into work the next day feeling horrible because they've done that because that makes I, me happy yeah that was that was me this so morning cool. thank you very much so, so there's no end in sight for the Dresden series, please say there No, no, there's definitely a, an end for the Dresden series. It was never intended to be a, an ongoing, open-ended thing. Um, uh, I, I was planning that from the, the original plan was to write about 20-ish of the, the, uh, the case books like we've seen so far uh, within a big old apocalyptic trilogy at the end to kind of capstone the thing because, you know, what the first movie I remember seeing was Star Wars and who doesn't love apocalyptic trilogies? Uh, there you go. <laughs> Disney. Apparently yeah. Disney. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Wow, no. yeah, we're going back to that. It's like this giant black hole in space. Uh, no, <laughs> no, no, no nerds can get together and talk without circling back to it at some point. Now, the rumor is that Disney has offered you $4 billion for the Dresden <laughs> Files. Um, and the Codex, and uh, and just are you going to sell out and have Harry Dresden, uh, you know, going after the Punisher? No, Harry I, Dresden would be. A I, I take it world. from yeah from that question. I take it, sir, that you did not see the Sorcerer's Apprentice. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what you did? Sorry. Uh, uh, well, I mean, it was it, there was. All I'm saying is there's some memes out there that describe it pretty well, and and you can go look up you know Harry Dresden Horse Sorcerer's Apprentice meme and and find it, and uh, uh, it does seem somewhat similar. You know, Jim, one of the things that I really like about your writing uh, that transferred really nicely into the TV uh, uh, scripts was that internal dialogue 
that almost has a 1940s uh, noir feel to it. I mean, the, the, in the very first paragraph of your new book, uh, he says, man, being mostly dead is hard on a guy. You know, and you can hear the saxophone in the background and, and the smoky room, the whole thing. It's, 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 a, it's a Sam Spade kind of vibe to it. Um, question, yeah. Is that a question? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Shut up, all of you. It wasn't meant to be a question. <laughs> yeah, it's not something that I that I try and, and make like an overriding theme or anything like that. Uh, I, I never really wanted the Dresden Files to be, uh, uh, oh look, here I'm I'm doing I'm doing Sam Spade with magic. Uh, um, it was sort of sort of the same general structure, but uh, uh, I know that. Uh, I'm not a I'm not a writer. I, I'm not like a, a, a I'm not like a Chandler uh, who can really pull that stuff out so well. Uh, and and while they while they've been an influence on my writing, um, it hasn't been my goal to, to kind of to kind of be like them. Uh, uh, but I did want to use some of the same uh, the, some of the same tools and toys that they had to play with. And and that so it's that's like, what I tried to. It's like almost a beat or a tempo that occasionally. You just drop in there, and you just and as as a reader, I sit there and I go, "Wow, that was nice," you know. Just the the right phrase turns the right way, and you just kind of stare at it for a couple of seconds and and really admire the way it was put together. Okay, that's all right with me if if if, if that happens. I, <laughs> I don't know if I ever really I don't know if I ever really try for that, but if it's if it's working, great. It's, it's awesome. Hey, 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 Jim. Uh, during sound check, you you made an interesting comment. You you uh, mentioned that you stopped reading a lot of various authors about the same time as you started writing your own novels. Who are you, uh, is there anyone that you're still reading right now? Oh yeah, uh, but but it's it's kind of the, the range of the folks that you you can read and enjoy sort of drops a lot when you once you get into where you're doing it. You know, all the time as your job, uh, because if it's if it's not somebody that I can read and sort of forget uh, uh, all the all, all the the professional stuff that's that's in my head while I'm reading them, then I I can't really enjoy it. You know, if I'm reading somebody and I go along and I'm going like, okay, well this person's going to do that later, and this is happening here, and and oh he really missed an opportunity to do something really cool right here, then it's not fun. It's just sort of research. Uh, 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 yeah, but if I'm but if I'm going and I'm reading and, I, and I'm just enjoying it and reading along and swept up in the story, that's where you know that's where I really want to be. Um, uh, I do that with uh, uh, with uh, Robert B. Parker's work, he, the late Robert B. Parker. Damn it! Um, I know people got to go along and die on you. We've had this conversation before yeah. with many people. Yes, yeah. we have actually. True. <laughs> Uh, I read right now. Uh, 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 Lois Bujold is still one of the people I, I can reread her stuff over and over and just love it. Um, and, and this is always one of those lists that I, I think of somebody later that I go, "Oh, I should have said them." That's okay. You know why? Uh, because until Saturday, you can email us and we can update the list with the with the Goodreads links to these authors. So oh, okay, cool. Do you mean today, uh, Kriana? Oh, uh, yeah, to today. <laughs> yeah. Until today, today, of course. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Our schedule's on the website, guys. They know we tape it Thursday. Uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> Brandon Sanderson. I think uh, 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 Way of Kings is 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 one of the best books I've ever read. Uh, it's an excellent novel. Uh, Scalzi is awesome. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah, Scalzi is awesome. Red his, his book Red Shirts it just blew me the hell away <laughs> it was because for something that is supposed to be so goofy there's all these bits in it that are just heart rending it's like Scalzi yeah. quit it we well, ended it, that book four different times yes and, and, and I just want to shake him because it's like dude you are not writing science fiction you're talking about deep existential philosophy here you, and you're yeah. doing it you're doing it with Star Trek Red Shirts come on <laughs> <laughs> And making it work. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's yeah. the killer. You know, if I sat there, and every time I got to an ending, I went, wait, there's more. Book. How can this be the ending? And then he did another twist, and another, and another. That, to me, was one of the really most well-crafted wow. endings of a science fiction book ever. Uh, Except that let, it let me going, and then you're like, okay, Frodo's back in the Shire. End this thing already. <laughs> right. We got credits to go through. Yeah, uh, let's see. Um, 
Pat Rothfuss, uh, uh, of course. Uh, uh, Pat's just such a he's such a nice guy in person. I'm really glad that I that I, that I love his his work. Uh, and there's a new writer that I really enjoy named Benedict Jacka. Um, uh, I think he's got three books in his first series out right now, and and he writes a. Uh, uh, he does a lot. He does a lot of very cool things with his with his with his protagonist that I just really enjoyed. Um, but anyway, so just kind of off the top of my head, there's a bunch. And Zombrian's totally gonna look nice. all these people up, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I totally kept up with that list as we were talking. <laughs> you, will. you will. I wasn't listening at all. <laughs> good, good news, it's recording. Jim. Yay. Jim, I know that the, the cast on the TV show just worked so well, and we all have talked about how, excuse me, how much we really love the show. But if you had a chance to actually say do a movie version, I know this is the cheesy question, but are there certain people that you would really, whether they're at this point past or current people, if you want to, since we're kind of right, imagining Dreamcast, right now, that you would wait, Dreamcast. Wait, who are, would we, you are we talking like Humphrey Bogart? Sure. Hell yeah! Oh. Anywhere. That's what why I'm saying past or present. Oh, Dreamcast. okay. Dreamcast. Oh, you no! Know, I did, this is this is the only way to play Dreamcast is is you do it like that. Uh, let's see. I would go with uh, uh, I would go with a, a 1977 ish Harrison Ford yes. for Harry Dresden. Yes. Um, oh. And uh, and I would take uh, uh, and I would go with uh, uh, probably a Return of the Jedi. Uh, um, Carrie Fisher for Murphy. Ooh. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, how, how about how about for Murphy we go with Twiggy from the Blues Brothers? Yeah, we could. Although uh, I could also do, I could also see uh, Gabrielle from Xena. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was gonna yeah. say yeah. Sassy she, would, she would be dead perfect enough? in that role. Really? Sassy enough? I don't know. Blues Brothers no, movie. Twiggy Check was kind of dumb yeah, in Blues Brothers. Dumb. And then. Uh, I, I do Patrick. What's his name from Lost Boys? Jason Patrick uh, for Ooh. for for Thomas for Harry's brother. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, good call. Oh, wow. Good call. Wow, nice. And uh, uh, let me think. Uh, it's, uh, I don't know who I'd go with as mouse. We'd have to. We'd have to cast mouse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, for the cat, we could get the cat from uh, 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 Cat's Eye, the the one that fought the little troll. <laughs> And, and he can oh be Stephen King's cat. Oh, God. Stephen oh King's my cat. God. <laughs> you know, you should get to play Mouse Wishbone. No. <laughs> Thank you for remembering that movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was one of those ones that, yeah, I, I, I watched and, and uh, uh, was, was probably a background influence somewhere. Uh, every, every time I think I, I've come up with something original and really cool, you know, it's like, oh, this is something. This is great creative work you've done here, Jim. And and uh, you know, I'll I'll go and I'll watch something in some old cartoon on on Boomerang or something like that, and, and I'll I'll realize, oh, wait a minute, this is your 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 wizard's uh, uh, sidekick uh, assistant. There is he's, he's that skull from the opening of Scooby Doo. <laughs> you know, and and that's pretty much it. Okay, oh, though. okay, good. Yeah, you you can only drop an anvil on someone so many times. <laughs> yeah. You know, Let's I say really like the, the guy that they got to do Bob for the TV show. Yes, I, I know. I liked, it. and he, they kind of—I mean, they kind of compressed Bob and Ebenezer into the same uh, in, into one person for that. Is really kind of what they did, and I, I was really upset about that at first. Although I guess the option was to have uh, a, a puppet skull talking like the cat in Sabrina. No. Uh, oh. Okay, that <laughs> oh, would have no, been no. ugly. That would have been ugly. Yeah. So, but uh, but Terrence well, they made Sol a good choice there. <laughs> they did, and he's and he is such a great guy in person. He really is. Okay. Now, what about when you things are different from the way? Now, you were talking about that a minute ago. That oh, somebody else is going to do my work. That's great. I get a bigger audience. I get an extra paycheck. Those are all nice things. Oh, they're going to mess with my stuff. Um, has there ever been a time when you were like, no, don't do that at all because I no, I'm completely against that. Um, uh, yeah, on the TV show, and and they didn't much care. Which uh, part uh, was it? Did it happen? Anywhere? You know, once. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, uh, and it was it. You know, it was the kind. Of, oh, <laughs> okay. Here's the set of the show. Uh, uh, this is a quick story which I haven't told a lot. Ooh, uh, good. But we're, 
we're on the set of a show, uh, and uh, uh, they're they're filming the scene where Harry kills Justin Demorne in the show. Uh, you know, his old his old apprentice, and the guy who's actually in charge of the show. Uh, is we're filming in Toronto. The guy who's in charge of the show is back in L.A. He rewrites the scene that you're going to shoot the next day and then sends it, except he doesn't send it till about 10 o'clock L.A. time, which means it's 1 o'clock in Toronto in the morning. And by the time they, they read it and realize that they're going to have to change tomorrow around, it's 2 o'clock in the morning, and they're calling people to like get them out of bed and so on. Uh, to say, yeah, oh, I'm sorry, Terrence, I know you haven't seen your family in six weeks, and you're going to fly back to New York tomorrow and see them, but we need you on the set at four, and I know it's 2 a.m. right now, but sorry. Uh. And, and it was this kind of action was happening a lot. And the scene that had been rewritten, it had been rewritten so that Dresden doesn't kill Justin, he kills him on what? accident. It, it's, a, it's an accident. And I'm sitting here, and I'm, and I'm there, and I'm there with the producer and the director, and Paul Blackthorne comes over, and, and we're all reading this scene that's been rewritten. And and Blackthorne says, "Are they up and serious?" And the director's like, "This is an an accident." And uh, the and the producer's like, "Oh, what are they thinking?" And and they're like, "Jim, what do you think?" And I said, "Gosh, guys, there must have been a problem with the facts because I can't read that part of my." <laughs> And they all kind of stopped and looked at each other, and they went, "You know what? I can't really make mine out too well either." <laughs> and, nice, nice. And so, and I love so it. they went and filmed it, and and it, it was it was something that if you had, were looking at it in the you know in the in the uh, the reviews at the end of the day, it would look like it was according to the script. But when it came out in the show, it's kind of this ambiguous, "No, I really did mean you to be dead" sort of situation, and. uh uh, so I was I was kind of pleased with that 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 was neat. <laughs> kind of anarchy reigns for I just mean, a it, moment. It's, it's only like oh, the final yeah. moment for that character. It's not like it's important. Yeah, I, and I'm afraid I I I might have a tiny authority issue or two to <laughs> just a little one. That's okay. That We're good with that. I don't know what you're talking about. It's that's just. What I, <laughs> I'm I'm a mercenary. I just write that to to pay the bills. <laughs> it, it's really good that you're not really passionate about it because if no. you were, you know, I don't know. You, you, <laughs> oh you'd yeah, get, I'd get worked up over every little thing, wouldn't? Yeah, I? really. I mean, and that that would just fuck with you. Something awful. <laughs> now, now that Cold Days is about to come out, what's next? Uh, right now, uh, I'm working on the first book of. Well, not right now. I'm doing an interview right now. Uh, but uh, <laughs> maybe you're, when you're, you're a talented guy. What can we say? Yes. Yeah. After I get done here, though, I'll go back upstairs and I'll keep working on uh, the first book of a a steampunk series that I'm working on. Ooh. Uh, which is. Yeah. It, it, that was it, my. That was that was oh, pretty honest. Well, not know. mine that time. That was not. That was Zombrarian. Oh. <laughs> Congratulations! But, uh, you've been squeed by the entire female cast. Awesome. <laughs> but uh, uh, so I'm working on the steampunk right now, uh, and the, right now the series is, is called the Cinder Spires, and the first book is called the Aeronauts Windless, uh, uh, because it's steampunky, and and we need to use words like wind, windless and aeronaut. Uh, <laughs> it well, there's got to be goggles, and you got to have because that's steampunk, and and you got to have hats, and and you have to be you have to have waistcoats, uh, uh, and you have to be able to say "I beg your pardon, sir," and and things like that. Throw in uh, a cod piece just for the hell of it. But that's not steampunky. That's that was okay. Pat, that, that, that right. no, well, it is if you use a real cod. But other than that, oh okay. Oh, well, no. but uh, woo. But yeah, there's. But we're having a lot of fun. There's uh, 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 with the series. We've got we've got aeronauts and airships, and and people live in these these enormous these enormous stone spires. And uh, there's talking cats and 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 crystals and, and swords and all kinds of fun things. Uh, uh, and I'm having a lot of fun writing it. And, and the, the beta readers who are reading it are, are are flipping out about it. They really liked it. I, I can hear it in your voice. It's like, oh my god, he's. <laughs> Yeah, it's a shame that you're not passionate about this, you know. Oh, you, you, you thoroughly enjoy your job. Um, you, you kind of have to, or you're not doing it right. Sorry, oh. Illustrator X. Those of us who enjoy our jobs, <laughs> really. Yeah. Yeah, this is one of those things where, uh, you know, I I could just start kind of churning stuff out, um, but 
I don't want to do that. I want to write stuff that, that 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 makes me happy and that I have a good time with and that I can write. Uh, because when I'm doing that, that's when the, that's when the funny comes out. It's when I'm having a good time and and I like making people laugh. So uh, for for I think for the reader to have a good time, to a certain degree, the writer's got to be having a good time as well, or or you just won't be able to sell it. Well, you you know what my biggest disappointment in the Dresden Files was. Tell um, me. Catching up. That's a <laughs> it was really? it was catching up. So I I love reading these these series where I'm like 13 books behind because I'm like yes it's gonna take me at least a month to finish 13 books. And, <laughs> oh I know I know how you feel and, I know and how you it's feel. It's like an interminable wait for the next ones to come out. So write faster please. Saying <laughs> <laughs> you can that. totally just, do that just right. Crank up the speed dial there. Right, right. Uh, uh, okay, let me let me okay. go get some more Red Bull. Perfect. <laughs> we'll send you a case, not a problem. Sleep is for the weak. <laughs> I say that regularly. <laughs> Although I live by it as well, so... Yeah, you right. kind of do. There you go. Yeah. Cold Days is oh. due out November 27th. No, oh, it's past yeah. nine. <laughs> yeah, there'll probably have to be some creative yeah. editing there somewhere. No, we, we yeah. frankly don't give a damn. <laughs> you can catch it at Amazon, at your local bookstore, shop the indie bookstores if you want. We'll set up links for it. Jim Butcher, Cold Days. Thank you very much, sir. Thank Woo! you for having me. X, where are we going? Well, next week, we help producer Ethan Kalk fund the Kickstarter project Star Trek Renegades. And, oh, I don't know, will we be interviewing a few special guests from the Trek universe as well? I don't know, are we? Inquiring minds want to know. They'll have to tune in. And then on November 17th, we welcome back New England horror writer Rob Watts with his brand new novel, Crab Apples. Keep an eye out for the Sci-Fi Saturday Night cast at the Rhode Island Comic Con this Saturday, November 3rd. Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of the Boston Comic Con, Granite Con, and of ComicArtHouse.com. Visit ComicArtHouse.com for the best deals and original art from dozens of your favorite artists. Tonight's outro music is provided by the Traffic Lights. Pick up their CD, Hold a Folk, at Rob Watts Online. <laughs> Dot com. You're not oh. allowed to watch the soup anymore, X. Oh. <laughs> Dome? <laughs> uh. <laughs> I want to thank Usual Suspects for joining us tonight. From the Revere Time Vortex, the sweetheart of the soundboard, Kriana, and Grammar Girl Zombrarian. Thank you, ladies. Yeah, I don't even know what to say. I'm tapped out, man. I'm, I'm still contemplating steampunk. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Four Killer Vault of Comics. Thank you, Illustrator X and the Dead Redhead. Disney owns Howard the Duck. Keep Watch out or Disney will own all of our asses if it keeps up. True it's enough. Better than Fox. This is Dome saying, Genie, shared pain is lessened, shared joy is increased. Thus do we all refute entropy. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. I know.